Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode nine of season 44 of The Clingers Have Spoken. We were talking about Survivor. We also just watched the Grizzlies beat the Lakers in game five of the NBA playoffs to stay alive and head back to Los Angeles. Michael, how are you doing tonight? Doing good, man. Living the dream. Yeah, a pretty a pretty good one now that the Grizzlies are staying alive and moving on. Um, and also, we saw a decent episode of Survivor. Pretty normal episode, I would Survivor, I would say. Um, things being called out that we're seeing a lot by one person and not by anyone else, and being that person being told that they are completely illogical. And then uh, we also have a challenge beast that has come upon us, and uh, it's time we respect it. Um, Michael, I think this was a big Franny episode. Like, I don't think she had a lot of airtime, but what she did today was pretty impressive, right? Because, A, she wins the challenge, defeats Danny. Uh, and this is her second challenge, second individual challenge, and we've had, what, four of them? That's a pretty big deal. Um, and that's pretty cool for her. And then secondly, uh, she calls out that maybe we shouldn't be working with Tika so much because they have a lot of power. And she's called illogical, and then that's the end of that conversation. So to me, this was like a big Franny episode and Franny showing that she's probably like of the people there with it the most outside of the Tika tribe. Yeah, it was, uh, it's gotta be sad for Franny watching this back, knowing that Jam Jam or Carolyn has won and she's like, see, I knew it. And if we had just done what I wanted to do (laughs) at this vote, I would have won Survivor and Danny completely tanked my game by writing off my plan and I knew that was going to happen, and it didn't. And, you know, she's, she's totally right. And I think the problem is that the, her allies were not willing to work with Ratu. And I don't think they had, I don't even think they had, like, the working relationship with Ratu players to, like, be able to back channel, like, well, what is, what, they're telling you they're voting with you, right? They're telling us they're voting with us. So we're just screwing ourselves by going after each other. We should actually vote them out and then go from there. And uh, that is uh, exactly what Franny wanted to do. And it just didn't. It just didn't come together. And she can. She's probably sitting at home, wishing ill things on Danny after watching this episode. Yeah, I mean, like, think about if they did that, right? So let's say, let's say, I mean, it would have been difficult to pull off because I don't think Ratu had any reason to trust them, but let's say they pull it off, right? We're looking at a completely different season of Survivor right now, you know? Because if Carolyn goes home or Jam Jam goes home, they have their, the Tika is now like the two people, and maybe those two people make it to the end, but it's not really like, a dominant way to make it to the end it's like maybe they survive to the end right but now we're playing this game where teak is in control and they're manipulating everyone's move and here we are if she's able to flip and carolyn or jam jam goes home it's much more of like a okay well we are in power let's see what happens instead of a okay well we're gonna die trying to get the other people out and teak is gonna survive and maybe i'll survive with them you know, and and we could be looking at a Ratu champ. We could be looking at Kane being winner of season 44 of Survivor if that were to happen. 
you know, like this, we don't see a lot of Carolyn if that happens. Maybe Carolyn gets voted out at eight and everybody's like, oh, she was kooky, huh? And now we're going to see a lot more of her probably. And like these to me, like eight and nine and seven, those are just the moments where the game really shifts the most to me. Right. Because like if you hit five, all right, somebody's going to go home and it's kind of like we can kind of see the edit playing out like where it's going to go. These are the moves that matter. And when you're with somebody in alliance at that point in the game, you kind of have to hope that they're with you and that they they're willing to make the right decisions as you see them, because if they're not, then you're either going to burn it, like burn that bridge and not have that alliance member or you're going to have to sit back and think, okay, well, I hope this works out, right? So I think, I think not having Matt here and her tightest alliance being with Danny right now is tough for her. No, you're totally right. Nine, eight, seven. That's where you win and where you lose Survivor. And Soka and Ratu, I think they're, they're losing it right now. Um, and, you know, I thought that the way that they set up Carolyn in tonight's episode. I was like, either Carolyn's going home or they're putting her to like, okay, now we're going to start telling Carolyn's winter story. Cause like they're sitting around the fire and everyone's like locked in on what Carolyn's saying. Everyone's interested in Carolyn. Everyone's like, wow, Carolyn is actually like really awesome. Franny's like, I actually could like kind of like look up to her. Like I, I want to learn from her different things. And Carolyn's like, I'm letting them think I'm the kooky player, but I'm totally with it, and I'm totally, like, gaming right now. And so, yeah, I think that uh, I'm glad that we got a real vote where there was one person immune and eight people on the, on the chopping block, even though, you know, the uh, I won't vote for you if you sit out this challenge, which is obviously, <laughs> like, everyone's obviously going to say that because they watched Micronesia and they thought it was cool when Parvati did that. So now they're just saying it again. And, uh, you know, obviously they're still going to vote for you. And I thought it was uh, a great move by Tika, the way that they're running it. And really, it's like, it's it's like they're just taking advantage of Ratu and Soka's like fear of each other. Because I think they just look at Jam Jam, Carolyn, and Carson and like, they're the smallest group when they came into the merge. And it's three, honestly, like kind of quirky people. Like Jam Jam's weird. Carolyn's weird. No one like Jam Jam has ever won. No one like Carolyn has ever won. And Carson is super young and probably no one takes him seriously. So you, you've got the three Stooges and they're in a great spot now. And, you know, I'd be, I'd be surprised if... At least one of them isn't in the final three. And I honestly think all three of them being in is on the table. Now, did you watch Next Time on Survivor tonight? I so did, So it seems yeah. like Carson, mm-hmm. they're making it seem at least like Carson is feeling like I have an opportunity to turn on Tika. But I think that's probably a vote too soon if he wants to do that. But I, honestly, I don't know who Carson would rather go to the end with than Jam Jam and Carolyn. Like, I think he goes to the end with Jam yeah. Jam and Carolyn. Like, he has a, a decent chance to say, like, I was the brains of the operation. But they're all three going to say that. 
And, you know, I think Carolyn has done enough other things that she can kind of distinguish herself from Jam Jam and distinguish herself from Carson. But, I mean, Carson, like, I think he's just going to have to get there to the final three with Tika and just say, hey, I was the brains of the operation this whole time. But, honestly, Jam Jam is a straight-up baller when it comes to whipping the votes. So, I mean, they're, they're yeah. three good Survivor players, and they're three really underrated Survivor players in the in the eyes of the other people that are playing. So, yeah, I think that we got a lot of Franny tonight, and I think she's honestly... She 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 saw what was happening, tried to get it happen, but like sometimes you know you 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 can lead a a fish to water a a horse to water, but you can't make it drink, and and I think that's what happened to her tonight. Um, you know Heidi finding that idol. I don't think that'll end up being really meaningful. The way that they drew it up, like they're like showing all these other people looking for it, and then it was like and Heidi found it. And we don't care because if Heidi was going to be a main character this season, we would have hyped her looking up for the idol more before she just stumbled upon it. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I thought tonight's episode was like good and it, it was it was good for the story. It moved things along. I like that we got that bit at camp where they're playing the game because that's the type of stuff that you like they do all the time. We never get to see that. Like, we yeah. used to get to see it, and then they yeah. filled the episode with so much nonsense. And Well, at first they, they filled the episode with so much strategy, and we liked that. And then they were like, okay, well, we'll do half as much strategy, and then we'll do half as – we'll add nonsense in to take up that other 10-minute segment. And now I feel like they've – one thing I really like about the season is they are doing less nonsense than they have done the last three. Yeah. It feels like it feels like the nonsense they're they're doing is just kind of in complement to like everything else, and it's kind of with the edit, right? I feel like in today's media, we're seeing more editors having more creative leeway with how they are editing things. For example, TikTok is heavy on the edit, um, and all of these videos that you find on YouTube and Instagram Reels, like everything is captioned right and like all those captions like move and they're different texts and you see different visual effects and we're kind of getting that i mean we saw that with jam jam today in tribal he says i want to see the subtitles and they just type the subtitles right along with him which like an old survivor that would never happen right like that's i don't think that's ever happened before where they they've typed the subtitles along with what someone was saying only in only because they thought it would be funny and add something to it instead of we just want to make sure everyone hears this, right? So, like, when they're editing, I don't mind the the heavy edits of, like, the editors cutting in these things and having the producer, like, ask the question in the, in the, in the frame, you know, and they're just talking to Carolyn. It's not like – and they do still do this sometimes. I mean, we weren't happy with the 10-person episode last week, but – it feels less like it's a f- like changing the actual gameplay and more of just like, here's like a subtle shift that we think is entertaining. You know, it's, it's a minimal, it's, it's an assist to the thing of survivor that we all love. And that's just the, the straight up game. Yeah. I know like one thing about live tribals that's been difficult to follow in the past is that they have not had subtitles. And so like, the fact they had subtitles tonight 
made it easier to understand what was going on. But ultimately, I don't think that the standing up and walking around at Tribal changed anything in tonight's episode. I thought it. I no thought way. it might because I was like, "Well, all that a Ratu person needs to do is walk over to a Soka person." But the thing is, like, let's say I'm Jamie and you are Franny, and I walk over to you and I say, "Hey, Franny, did Tika tell you that they're voting for like one of us?" And she's like, "Yeah," and of course she's going to say that because she's going to be like covering up what's going to happen, anyways. So Tika kind of like has a yeah. has a has a way to like work through that because like obviously the, if I'm telling a good lie anyways they wouldn't be telling saying telling me they were gonna vote for me anyways so it's kind of like you know it kind of worked out but yeah I mean tonight's episode was enjoyable what did you think about the rice negotiation I thought it was like one of the weaker rice negotiations I've seen I don't know like. I'm not like a huge fan. It feels so staged. I don't know now. And like, if I was out there, I would just be like, yeah, I'll sit out like whatever. I don't care. Cause like, I'm not going to win. And if I get voted out at nine, because I sat out of a challenge that I probably wasn't going to win, that I had an 11% chance of winning, then I don't deserve to win this anyway. Whatever. That's fine. Like, I don't understand. Man, it's just like, Heidi was like, I wasn't going to do it. And it's like, come on, Heidi. I think you were going to do it. You just thought maybe someone else will do it before you, but you were planning on getting that rice no matter what, right? Jamie's like, ah, maybe I'll do it. But it's like, come on. Well, I mean, I thought it was clear Heidi was going to do it when she got, when they got to the challenge after they had all, everyone except Carson was like, yeah, we're not going to sit out. And then they get there and hide, and Jeff asks, instead of just saying like, no, we decided no one's sitting out. Heidi's like, I think we should see who wants to sit out now that we're all here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And like, it does, like I, I totally understand why someone like Danny thinks no one should sit out. Because it's like, for him, he's like, I can win this challenge. I can beat anyone here in this challenge. But yeah, if you can't win, there's literally no point. Number one, you're just going to get tired out. Like, you're just going to wear yourself out if you don't want a challenge and you competed in it. And number two, yeah, you're not going to have rice. So literally, you should do it. Like, obviously, Carson is, like, not feeling well. He doesn't think he's going to win this challenge. He should do it. Anyone else who doesn't think they're going to win this challenge should sit out. And so, yeah, I mean... Especially like a weird endurance challenge like that. It's not like it was a, a like a challenge that was like kind of like open to anyone to win. Right. Yeah, and that's the frustrating thing. Of course, Danny's gonna say he's gonna try. Like Danny's physically fit. Like he's he looks healthy. He's good at things. Like it just it frustrates me because it's always the big strong guy that says, oh, well, in life you just got to tough up and do it. And it's like, no, like maybe maybe that's how you feel, but maybe toughing up for you just isn't that hard and is more beneficial than toughing up for everybody else. Like it's just stupid. And I think it was Steven, it was either Steven or Rob on Twitter. He had a great point. He was like, you know, it doesn't make sense for Danny to be against people sitting out for the challenge because if he doesn't want to sit out then he can just 
you know, compete against less people for immunity. <laughs> it's like, it's like, let them. <laughs> you're getting rice and like you're, you're not competing against as many people. Dude, just shut up. <laughs> like, you know, think you're right in your head. Just don't say anything. Yeah, like, he was come like on. trying to make a point that like, Survivor's gotten soft and we're going to be the we're going to be the season that changes that and we are going to all compete. We don't need no stinking rice. We want immunity and it's like yeah, but only one of y'all is going to win and then the other eight people are still going to be like we should have sat out and got rice. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, there was a big loser of tonight and like a layered loser to me, right? So Jamie almost volunteers, doesn't, then gets up there, comes in like third, and then <laughs> people are so scared of the knowledge's power advantage for, like, I mean, I think we've seen that successfully played one time, right? No, like we maybe? haven't. We Have haven't we ever seen, seen it, specific- it successfully played? And everybody's like, well, you know, we're going to have to switch things up. And again, someone gets voted home with someone else's thing. Now, that thing is a fake immunity idol, but Jamie thinks it's real at this moment in the game. Mm. And (laughs) I'm sure next episode we're going to get back and it's going to be the dark, the dark night. And she's just going to be in like the, the, the black and white like horrible lighting saying oh my god like my one of my biggest allies just got voted on with an idol of mine and i don't know i thought i was in this great position in the game and now i'm not and it's like okay well i bet you're laughing at yourself now i don't know it's just man like what a rough thing for jamie she has no friends in the game she thought she had an idol and then she lost it so even if it was a real idol she would have lost it anyway. Yeah. And then she and then she played her extra vote. Which was Yeah, she played Lauren's extra vote, yeah. Okay, so that was Lauren's extra vote. Okay. Cause I was like, yeah. I didn't even know she had an extra vote. Okay, so she played Lauren's extra vote, which like I think she's playing the extra vote as like a hedge because she's not playing her idol. So She's using the extra vote as like a hedge in this situation, but it it doesn't like I don't see a world where that extra vote really makes a difference. Cause she voted for the same person twice. She didn't even throw a vote on someone else just in case there was an idol, something, something, something. No, she she voted for the same person twice, like as if if they were down six to three, that, that would have changed things. Well, so the the idea i think is like it's 333 three, three, and they think that the three tikas are with them which no <laughs> they're they're just not so the extra vote was just putting the extra vote on the person so we didn't have the revote it would just be a simple like whatever but oh my gosh like yeah, and Lauren gets well. What is his deal with with Lauren splitting the vote? So she came back from tribal from last week's tribal and said, "Yeah, I knew we should have split the votes. You know, like we should have done it. Like, and it's like, 
<laughs> you still would have lost. <laughs> you wouldn't. You weren't gonna make it if you split the votes. Like there were four votes against you, and there were like six of you that voted together. So if you split the votes four two or three three, you still would have not won. Like splitting the votes is not this panacea. This like all working. <laughs> strategy that will just work no matter what like no you still would have lost yeah i mean i think splitting votes is a lot harder in today's survivor than it was when you came from like two tribes and one's trying to decimate the other that makes sense because it's like we are all together and we know that but in today's survivor you're dealing with like a bunch of really smart players with who are all completely self-interested like they're not trying to win for their alliance they're trying to win for themselves and to get a vote split to work you have to a have everyone on the same page b like do it like 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 locked lips like loose lips sink ships like no one can know what we're doing because if we do if we do tell someone like they can switch their like one of the people that's being targeted can switch their vote onto the other person or they could play an idol, or like you know anything can happen in that situation. So it's I think it's a lot harder in Modern Survivor to just simply split a vote. You don't know if someone has an extra vote. You don't know if someone has a steal a vote or control a vote. Like there's so many variables. I don't even know that like splitting the vote is a legit option anymore. Like maybe like yeah like everyone vote for this person on the other group except for you. You just throw a vote on on them just in case like maybe like throwing one vote on someone is okay but like a straight up split vote i just don't know that that really makes sense anymore yeah yeah there's just too many variables if someone comes to me and says let's split the vote what i hear is like okay they're gonna say something stupid and that means my vote means more so if i don't like this plan i'm just gonna do whatever i want right and you don't know if they're telling you to split the vote because they're really trying to vote for you but they don't want you to have enough votes with you to like you know like it's it's, right there's just not enough trust and there's not enough big alliances to make it work for me there is never like the the tipping point i feel like for splitting the votes where we're like wow this is not an effective thing ever again would was like Tony and winners at war when he completely changed the game because they were trying to split votes and then he just grabbed two people and said, let's vote for this person. They were like, Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Like that's, that's all it took. Anything else in this episode of survivor? Nope. I I loved it. I love what I'm seeing for Tika. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Danny may go home next episode though. I'm feeling I'm, I'm feeling okay Danny's with that. Home. I'm ready for Danny we'll to see. go home. Yeah. I'm ready for us to just get to the final four where it's Tika and Franny and then and then I'll watch from there, you know? Um but uh yeah. We'll see we'll see what the drama is next week. There is gonna be some more drama in LA on Friday though. Did you watch the Grizzlies yes, game tonight? Thanks to the miracle of D V R I was able to watch pretty much the entire game tonight of course i'm every time someone makes a basket i'm hitting fast forward 10 seconds so i'm i'm missing them bringing the ball court <laughs> sometimes and i've run into this when i've tried to do this with the uh warriors king series sometimes like they throw the ball at the court and shoot so quick you just like missed a whole possession 
but it's pretty effective. Like it's a good way to watch a whole game in 45 minutes. So I was able to, I was able to watch the whole game. Um, yeah, I mean, the Grizzlies yeah. came out. That's like, if they had started with this like mentality in game one of like, we are just going to play like frantically fast, chaotic basketball. That's the way that they could have beaten the Lakers in a seven game series because the Lakers are older and it's definitely the way to do it now. I mean, we're to a point where the Grizzlies won tonight. So the only day, so there's the Lakers took a 3-1 lead. Then there was a travel day and then they played tonight. And then there is a travel day back to L.A. and they play the next day. And then there is, if necessary, a travel Mm -hmm. day and they come back to Memphis and play again on one day's rest. And, like, you just got to hope you can wear down LeBron and Davis. If they're having to fly across the country in one day after getting run up and down the floor for 40 minutes, like, that takes a toll. And you just got to hope, like, we've got younger dudes. Like, there's some young dudes on the Lakers. But the Grizzlies are a younger team, and especially their stars. And, like, you just got to hope, like, you can just muck it up at this point. That's what you got to hope for. Because they hit more shots tonight. Like, Bain was amazing tonight. But, like, Brooks still can't hit a single thing. Like, Tyus, like, he's he's not been hitting. He, he hit maybe one or two threes tonight, but he's, he's really struggling to shoot. Conchar is a complete loss when he's on the floor. I don't even think they put Roddy in the game tonight. Thank goodness. So they're really hurting for depth. So it's still a risky proposition to really run that hard for a whole the next two games too. But that's what they have to do. Yeah, I mean, like when I've heard that conversation. Obviously, we've been listening to the mismatch with Chris Vernon and Kevin O'Connor. But the whole argument of, well, the Grizzlies are younger, so they'll keep it together better. I mean, those guys played a lot of minutes tonight, and you could tell in the last few minutes of the game, they were, like, gassed. Like, they didn't run after loose balls at all. Dylan Brooks just watched the rebounds go by. Like, Jaron was just gassed. I mean, he's huge, so that makes sense. But, like, they were tired. And Jaws, like, maybe tweaked a knee, and Luke Kennard's gone out with a shoulder injury in the fourth quarter. Like. That's what they were talking about in the uh, on the on the thing. Like he he went over and was like kept grabbing at his knee, and the trainer came over and like pushed it, and and like he like jumped, like it was like a reflex, I guess. Which like you could say is normal, but like he kept grabbing at it. But at the end of the, the game, game, he was still and, like sprinting up and down the court and like showboating. Yeah, I know, I know, but I'm just saying like we just don't know how effective he's going to be. And like with his hand, he's been really effective after game one, after game two. Right. But we just don't know. And like jaw is such an electric player, but like that electricity can kind of be an issue. Like we talked, like part of the thing coming into the league with him was like, man, he gets so high. Like the thought of him twisting an ankle is like pretty likely with how he comes down, how much he comes down. And, like, he was hurt last playoffs, and now he's, like, missed a game already. And, like, I I just don't I just don't feel confident that he's going to stay on the floor for the next two games if they do You're get two games. You're more confident that I just don't LeBron know that and Anthony Davis are going to stay on the floor? I am more confident that LeBron stays on the floor. There's no way LeBron gets hurt. Like, there's no way. I think of all the people that are going to recover two days from now, LeBron's going to recover the best. 
Anthony Davis, he's probably going to suck next game. I think he'll suck in game six, and then he'll be great in game seven. But, like, LeBron's going to be fine. Like, all this talk about LeBron. No, LeBron's going to be fine. It's just I'm more worried about our guys. And they they didn't play a lot of depth tonight, like you said. So, like, I don't know how they're going to bounce back and if they can do it for two more games, right? And also, like, they can't shoot in that in, in L.A. They can't shoot. Like, they can't do it. And they still almost beat them in game four, but they're throwing up bricks there. So it's like, I just don't have a ton of confidence in them for game six. Yeah, honestly. I mean, I don't, I think they'll probably lose game six because their role players suck on the road. Like, the Grizzlies' home record was 35 and six. All right, clearly wasn't that good on, on the road. And so I, I think that they, I, I'd be surprised if they won game six because they can't hit the broadside of a barn door shooting it out there. And they're, they, they don't get yeah. calls at home against the Lakers. They're definitely not getting calls on the road at the Lakers. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I hope that they can pull it off. I think the way to do it is to play good defense and run the floor. But the problem is... Uh, if you're not getting calls, you cannot be just standing there yelling at the official after you miss a layup. You've got to run back on defense. Oh, my and gosh. Jaw did better about that tonight than he's been doing. He did a lot better about running back on defense. But, like, Jaron has been doing it a lot, too. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, you're the defensive player of the year. You've got to get back on defense. We need you back there. And so, I mean. Yeah. That's been our biggest issue is, like, if we're not getting calls, like, we just, we self-destruct. Have to not like, care, like, basically. It, it is messed up. Like, we're not we're not getting calls. Even at home, Austin Reeves is getting more calls than, like, Bane is getting. Yo, he sucks. Yeah, I, I hate that guy. I, I thought he I would sucks. like Austin Reeves. I, I, I don't. I don't like that guy. He's just, he's a bowling ball, and then they'll... Then he'll flop and he'll get a call and it's like, dude, he's been like yeah. shoving dudes out of the way this whole time. Last game, like he flung his head back and Xavier Tillman literally didn't touch him and he got the foul call because he flung his head back like he got hit in yeah. the face. And it's like, oh my gosh. And sometimes like I feel like, am I seeing that right? Because like sometimes the announcers say something and sometimes they don't. And I'm like, am I... Am I incorrect, or are they just kind of like, well, let's not talk about that? Yeah, I don't I mean, know. I just don't know. I just don't know what we can do because, like, Brooks has been absolutely terrible, and he's not getting any calls. Refs want to call fouls on him, so he's just out there racking up fouls. He's not even really like slowing LeBron down at all. And so, like, what's the point of playing him? But then you look, it's like, okay, Roddy has been terrible, so we don't want to play him. Conchar, like, he's supposed to be a guy who's just, like, in the right place, hustling. Like, he's in the wrong place. He was in the wrong place a lot tonight. So I don't feel great about Conchar. It's like, I know Zaire Williams has had a tough year, but, like, do we put him in there? I mean, but, like, defensively, he's a mess. Like, he's thin. There's no way he's going to guard LeBron. The only person he can guard on the floor is, like, Jared Vanderbilt. Like He could guard Schroeder. You can't, you can't put him Schroeder. on the floor. 
He could guard yeah, Reeves. Yeah, bench player? Come on, like, well, no, I, I don't like that either. It's just, it's just, man, like, the, the thing is, yeah, like, the wing depth and the guard depth sucks for the Grizzlies, but it's like, without Steven Adams and Brandon Clark, like, if they had those guys, we wouldn't even be talking about yeah. this right now. Like the whole the whole shape of this series is built off of the fact that Memphis doesn't have a center that's taller than six eight. Like that that is extremely inhibiting when you're trying to guard and rebound against Anthony yeah. Davis. I mean Tillman like, has been having a great series and he's like the one guy on the Grizzlies who's been hustling the hardest throughout. He's he's literally like crazy. He's a he's a madman out there. But I think the Lakers figured something out on defense tonight because if Tillman screens at the top and we dump to Tillman, they're good they're they are literally daring him to attack the hoop and try to lay it up in traffic. And he's just missing those things. Now, because he hustles so hard, he can get his own miss and put it back up. But like they're like literally we're gonna shut down all your passing lanes and you are gonna have to go and make a contested layup right now. And he proved tonight, like, that's just really not his strong suit. And honestly, it's not Jaron's strong suit either. That is something that Steven Adams was great at. And Brandon Clark is great at on the short roll. But Tillman and Jackson, like, they really struggle in that. So, you know, and I think, like, the Lakers went to zone late in the game for a couple possessions there. Like, if they pull that out yeah. and we're not making shots, dude, it's over. It's over. So, I mean, if, if I'm if I'm Darvin Ham, I'm like, we're coming out in zone, and we're probably going to hold this team. If they, We're going to force them to make threes because we're going to bet that they aren't going to because they have an all-series. But, like, if they're running zone, like, we straight up cannot play Dylan Brooks. Like, we just yeah. can't play him. And so, like, what are we going to do? We're going to put, like, Roddy or Conchar out there, and, like, those guys haven't been shooting the ball much better. So I don't even know. It's going to be tough. Yeah, See, here's my thing with David Roddy. I actually would prefer to have Roddy out there than Brooks, okay? And I'll tell you why. Not because he's a more talented player, but he knows when to take a shot, and he knows when not to take a shot. Dylan Brooks does not understand that. And we always talk about Dylan Brooks is such an electric defender. He's so great at this. And if he just would, like, stop taking shots so much, then he would be so good, and we could do so many things. And he's just not doing that. Like, it has been three years of this from Dylan Brooks, and we continue to say, man, if he would just stop, and he's not going to. Like, he's not going to. That's not him. He's like, what, 27 at this point? He's one of the oldest players on the team, and, you know, like, he has. he's not going to change. It's not like he's going to turn around and accept a lesser role. Like, if if they lose this series... I don't see any way that he can stay on this roster. No, to I, me. I agree. I think the only way Brooks stays is if literally no one else wants to pay him and we get him like for cheap for a, a, like a one year deal. Cause like he has completely tanked his value in this series. Like I, I think like for like the general person, like I think he was viewed as like an okay player, but like, LeBron has, like, just decimated him this season. Like, yes, it's, like, one of the greatest players of all time. But, like, he's made him forget how to play basketball. 
Like he's out here, like losing his dribble, he, throwing it away. Yeah, he looks lost out there. Shots like it's bad. So you know, and it's like things that would happen like a few times every game with Brooks, but now it's ten times a game. And like I think that the pressure right. is getting to him. I think he's like he's out out way over his skis. And yeah, so I'd be shocked if he got paid a twenty million dollar a year contract by somebody. But that's what he's going to be wanting. He's probably going to be wanting like twenty five. So I don't think he's going to get that from anywhere. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, he better not get that from us. Otherwise, like I don't know, I may have to look at switching fan bases because this is insane. I can't root for Dylan Brooks anymore. Like this, this is too much. Like I am cheering whenever he gets taken off the floor. Like that's when I feel like I am represented the most in this fan base. I'm like, yes, thank you. Thank you. I am so sick of people saying, you can't talk to LeBron like that. It's like, literally, that's not the problem. That is not the problem at all. He's just not good at basketball, and he doesn't know it. Like He definitely that's, did. He that's definitely a whole different did poke thing. the bear, though. Like, he definitely did poke the bear. And I know that he said, like, that's what he does. I poke bears. It's like, but, dude, LeBron is on another planet. And, like, he, like... He is old, and, like, he might have, like, tried to coast through the series, and you could have caught him, and now you can't because you talked so much trash, and he's coming for you. Yeah. Well, we'll see. You think they win game six? I don't think so because, like, I think LeBron is going to go full like he did in game four, and he's just going to be like, we have to win this game. And I don't, like... If, if we win, it will be because Jaw had a great game, Bane had a great game, and Jackson had a great game. Because none of those other guys on the road are are doing anything. So I doubt I doubt we'll win. I think we lo- we lose. Yeah. Yeah, my brain thinks we lose, but my heart, I, I actually, in my gut, I think that the Grizzlies are going to win, and they're going to win game seven. If it comes back for game seven, I like our gut. chances. We'll see. We'll see. Well, that has been it. Uh, That's Michael. I'm Joel. We just talked about the Grizzlies forcing game six and episode nine of season 44 of Survivor. And we will see you next week. The Clingers have spoken. Spoken.